0: I'm Dawn, your host of Life Coaching on the Move. Welcome along. Um, we are in mid January, so today I'm talking about changing habits, getting rid of old habits and replacing them with good, healthy, and helpful habits. And now that we're in mid January, how to maintain and grow and expand our willpower and our self discipline because that is what underpins the success of changing our habits. Um, and as Many of us know almost half of our behaviours every day... habitual behaviors or even habit thinking, habit uh, labels that we say to ourselves, just so much habit uh, in our lives. If they're not helpful habits then we need to look at them and if we struggle with willpower and self discipline we're not going to be able to do that very easily. So today's is all about how you're doing in mid-January with any of those plans that you had hoped to address improve and replace and hopefully this is good timing for you to get back on track with all of that good work that you've done in the first couple of weeks in January in order to continue the success. A tiny, tiny bit for housekeeping. Um, have a look at the website. There are new workshop dates coming up for sort of mm, February, March if you're interested. Um, also there are some online programs there for you if you need to download them and own them yourself and do them in your own time online at your own pace in the comfort of your own home so there's all sorts there have a little look www.milestone-coaching.co.uk and of course it's also the way to contact me should you have any comments or should you need some coaching It may be that you just want one life coaching or career coaching or stress coaching session, that's absolutely fine, or um, a couple to get you back on track. If you do, then please do have a look at the website and drop me an email and we can discuss how to go about that, when to go about it, etc. It's very, very uh, easy to do. But I'm going to get you back on track now. Let's talk about our habits and let's talk about changing our habits and let's talk about self-discipline and willpower. Well, today you join me on um, Monday morning in the middle of January. We're about the 18th of January today. Um, So, in fact, actually on the news today, I heard them mentioning today is... Supposed to be, I, I remember doing a podcast on the, this time last year. Um, Blue Monday, supposed to be the lowest mood of the year today. Um, but I'm not going to focus on that because um, I think we become a reality of our thoughts. And when the media feed us things like that, we kind of filters into our brain, and we give ourselves permission. yeah it's going to be a bad day. It's going to be, isn't it? Because it's Blue Monday, and it's self fulfilling. So I'm not going to uh, carry on with that because I'm not allowing this to be Blue Monday. It's actually sunny at the moment and uh, it's just like any other day. It is exactly what it will be, what we make of it. And I've decided it's going to be a a good day, so um, it's not going to be my reality. With that in mind, I thought I would focus something about how to enhance our um, superpower our happiness, our um, our success story. That's a good one. I like that. Um, because many of us in January will have set ourselves new habits or, or at least planned to set ourselves new habits. Uh, we may have set ourselves new goals new challenges we might be trying to change habits stop unwanted habits or self-sabotaging habits and we may be trying to work towards replacing those with more self-supporting helpful healthier habits it's that kind of time of year isn't it well, not all of us but many of us see it as a, a new start fresh start particularly this year a fresh year uh, get the 2020 behind us and maybe have some good things to look forward to uh, draw a line under the sand of 2020 and think right I'm optimistic gonna make this happen so there may well be an element of that and here we are now uh almost three weeks in um nearly and I wanted to do a little bit of a, a check with you how is it going how are those plans going how are those goals going because um I've been looking into habits, I've been researching them and willpower and how to make those things stick, how to make lasting change um, uh, in order to do a podcast on it and to support and help you and me, of course. Um, And uh, one staggering fact that I uh, discovered was that around 40 to 45% of what we do every day is actually done out of habit, um, which which I, I was surprised at how high that was. Um, and if you put that another way, that means about half of our lives consist almost half of our lives consist of behaviours that are repeated. Now, on the one hand, that's really really good um, because that means we don't have to rethink many things through Uh, we can just get dressed without thinking about it we can just be getting on with getting the breakfast making beds um, doing chores driving that regular route just getting on with things through routine and through habits habit behaviors Um, and that frees us up In order to be able to get those things done, whilst probably thinking of other things, remembering things, recalling things, planning things, rehearsing things in our head, conversations, phone calls, etc. So it actually frees up our brain power. If we had to stop and rethink every single thing through, every single time we did it, our brains would probably implode by lunch because we need habits, we, we actually need them in order to maximise what our brain can focus on at once. Uh, and our body our body can be busy doing stuff doing chores while our brain is thinking of other things Uh, so it actually increases our output it increases our ability to multitask perhaps or to be doing more than one thing at once or thinking of more than one thing at once focusing on many things answering the kids questions while dialing a number while um, with our phone on the shoulder whilst Um, googling something and getting some figures or facts up or something like that or sending an email we're doing about two or three jobs at once at times that's not always great and I wouldn't necessarily think that's the way forward but we do have to do that at times so habits are helpful things um, and they help us just function they help us function um, to a to a wider extent um, doing more things all at once and get more out of our time Um, obviously if it's a demanding task we need to focus more um, and more exclusively and uh, get rid of all of those other habits and put those on on the back burner for a while and just focus on that more demanding thing so habits how do we form habits well they're neural pathways in our brain Um, they're just well trodden paths I sometimes say to clients you know if you had a large meadow of tall uh, grass and it was you know virgin meadow no one had been across it or anything if we were in a real real hurry on that day and we quickly just nipped across the the middle of it oh I've got to take a shortcut I'm really really late and we um, went right across it you would just see if you look behind you you just see yourself um, have have created a tiny little bit of a path where you've just indented some of the grass that you've the, the the tall wild grass that you've gone through not much of a sign perhaps just a little bit of a sign that someone's been across it but if you came back and did it again the next day in exactly the same spot across the same little bit of grass that you went across yesterday and did it again tomorrow and the next day within a couple of days you will have created a path you will have properly trodden that down created a proper defined pathway and other people would start following it because us humans are a little bit like that um so that's like our brain we do something for the first time it's new we've got to get new connections in our brain but when we do it a second time then a third time it gets easier and easier those neural pathways have been trodden or fired and then they can fire easily the second time third time etc and before you know it that is now a habit behavior or a habit thought don't forget these are about our thoughts as well we have lots of habit thinking patterns And things that we say to ourselves are lots of that is a habit. Beliefs that we hold about ourselves and labels that we throw at ourselves. We often say them so many times we don't even know we're saying them. Um, So it's good on occasions to be aware of, to start thinking and reflecting. What are my habits? What are my habit behaviours? Are they good? Are they unhelpful? What are my habit thinking patterns? What are my habit beliefs? Are they good? Are they helpful? Are they self-sabotaging or not? Once we're aware of them and we've brought it to our consciousness, we can then go about trying to change them. Um, so, if we want to, if we decide they're negative. So, habits, each time we achieve that habit or we succeed in that habit um, and uh, we get a bit of a fix with that habit, we get a reward. That's what our brain is looking for. It's constantly looking for little wins, little rewards. Every time we get one of those rewards, our brain releases a little bit of endorphin or we have an endorphin release and that's our feel-good hormone uh, chemicals in our brains. That's a bit like having a hit of coffee or a drug or the feel-good hormone. Uh, we get a hit or a little um, surge of endorphins when perhaps we get lots of likes on our social media page. Loads of people respond and they really support it and like it and it gives us a bit of a buzz. That's why social media becomes so addictive. It is addictive, that feeling, that that uh, dopamine relief. Uh, reliefs. Um, so, sorry, endorphins are from the exercise dopamine is from that feel good of achieving something such as getting likes such as getting acknowledgement praise um, pat on the back those sorts of things Um, and they enhance our mood and sense of accomplishment so it's the reward phase if you get a reward feeling when you've done something you're more likely to repeat it because you felt good. It's felt good in the brain um, and your body will then attempt to replace and repeat that. That's how a habit cycle is formed. Um, Habits also us humans will often prefer to go for comfort. Our brain will choose comfort over discomfort unless we train it otherwise. Um, So, if we're trying to learn new habits, let's say you've decided there are a few things that you do, a few behaviors that you have that are unhealthy, unhelpful, self-sabotaging. They hold you back at work. They, they, you, know, you start surfing the net and you're getting into these habits, getting lost into YouTube black holes and things like that. You wanna shake up your time management and your work ethic and your approach to work, let's say in January, 2021. Or you're trying to do veganary for a month and see how you feel and give up all, f- all meat and dairy products. So um, you can't have that bacon sandwich that you're cooking for the family or, or the roast that you're doing at the weekend because you're on veganary and no one else is. Or you're trying to give up alcohol or trying to give up smoking or trying to get fit. All of those sorts of things that are commonly done in January. Well, how much comfort are they giving you? Because the more comfort cues they will give you and the more dopamine releases they will give you, the more likely you are to stick with them. However, if uh, there's discomfort, discomfort involved, say with perhaps giving up smoking and you've got cravings and things like that, the more discomfort there is involved with that new habit that you're trying to acquire and the old one that you're trying to lose the harder it's going to be so you need to set up as many possible positive cues and dopamine releases around that new habit as you possibly can so that you get hits in other ways and you get that feel good um, reward in other ways the other way of making habits easier to acquire is to literally make them easy so do everything you can to make the new sought-after behavior easy and make everything you can to make the old unhealthy unhelpful behavior difficult So if it's, for example, that you're trying to reduce the amount of time you have on social media, stop wasting hours just surfing through and staying awake late at night, checking Facebook and then you look at the time, you think, oh God, I'm now an hour and a half late and I'm going to be tired in the morning and I'm going to wake up groggy and then I'm going to be non-productive tomorrow morning. Oh God, how have I done this again? I wanted to stop doing this. You've got to make that hard, difficult, So. For example, if it's social media, you could set your broadband, the timer on your broadband or the settings um, to switch off say at 11 if you wanted to be asleep every night and the family asleep every night at 11 set your broadband to go off at 11 so you can't be doing the Netflix binging um, back-to-back episodes and get drawn in and you can't be surfing the net or um, checking Facebook until midnight half 12 whatever You've made it difficult and the only way round that would be to get up, go downstairs in the cold, put the lights on, um, fiddle around with the broadband setting. So that's more discomfort. You're unlikely to do that when you're in a nice, warm, comfy bed. So you've made it difficult. If you're trying to give up sugar, I've been trying to reduce how much sugar and uh, processed biscuits and cakes and things I've been having in January and instead having healthier sugars such as fruit if I need it or honey on porridge instead of sugar and things like that. So to make that less tempting, I need to clear all the uh, temptation foods out of the cupboard out of my way. Um, In fact, I'd bought uh, a box of chocolates um, for our neighbours for Christmas, and then I didn't give them to them, I gave them something else. So the chocolates have been sat right by my cooking area in the kitchen, uh, right by the salt and things like that. So every night, I found myself every night, when cooking the dinner... A, I'm hungry, because it's time to start cooking dinner and do for the family. Yellow, it's sort of five, half five, that sort of time of the day. It's cold, it's dark, it's just grim and miserable. And what was I doing? Hands going straight to the chocolate. I didn't even like them. (laughs) That was the worst thing. They're not even ones I would have bought for myself. Not particularly nice. What do I need to do? I actually physically need to put them in the bin, get them up, because every night it's easy just to reach for them. They're there. Don't even like them, but they gave me the dopamine hit that I felt I needed. Low sugars, fed up, cold, tired, dark, five thirty—that sort of feel. So, so we need to make those behaviours difficult to do by moving them moving all the crisps or the biscuits into the shed or something like that, uh, so that we're not likely to go out there in the rain looking for something when we're feeling hungry. We're much more likely to go for something that's in in the house. Easy, visible and accessible, such as the fruit bowl that's just sat there. So more fruit that's there and available and less sweets and chocolate, or at least if it's up in the attic or out in the shed or in the car or wherever, you're much more likely to go for what's easy for comfort than what's difficult. So if you're trying to get fit, for example, um, and you think, right, okay, tomorrow I'm going to be really good. Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. And then you wake up and you can hear the rain outside and it's dark and it's blowing a gale. You can hear the wind um, and you're in the warm. It's gonna be tricky. You know it's gonna be tricky. But if we've laid our kit out right by the bedside, literally, um, what was it I used to do? Um, Used to set my alarm, when I was training, I used to set my alarm, but have my alarm clock across the room So that I actually had to physically get out of bed to turn the thing off. Very annoying sound, very ear-piercing, horrible, horrible sound. I grew to hate it. (laughs) Um, So it wasn't just by my bed where I could hit snooze or anything. I had to physically get out to turn the thing off to stop it waking the rest of the family. And in between there and the bed was my kit on the floor. So I would... uh, literally rush out of bed to turn that oh turn it off it's so loud um in a panic get out and then i'm out of bed right by my kit it's far far easier um in fact actually i even (laughs) even started i I do quite like a hot drink before i go out on a run because otherwise you're dehydrated and sometimes i'll have black coffee because i do (laughs) whether it's right or wrong i think there is science behind it actually that if you've had caffeine Um, before a run it actually helps your performance a little bit on that run so I used to take a little flask of black coffee up to bed which was still warm in the morning so putting my kit on having the black coffee I didn't need to disturb anybody else if I wasn't taking the dogs because it was a road run I wouldn't even need to go into the kitchen to disturb the dogs I could just literally then let myself out of the door nobody would know I'd gone for an hour hadn't disturbed anybody much much more likely to do it if you've laid all of that out and created that ease it's going to happen if if I'd done none of those things and the alarm was right by my head and I could just hit snooze I'm absolutely certain I would have just stayed where I was Um, so we we need to for new habits whether it's work habits, you know, get rid of all the, the temptation things around us, turn off our alerts, turn off our notifications, um, get that project, if it's a spreadsheet, get everything set out the night before and just start it. You then, we, in terms of the dopamine release, you get a hit through sense of achievement. So when I'd done that run, I'd feel great. Oh, that was brilliant. I'm so proud of myself ding another surge of that dopamine whereas if it's work and you think right first thing in the morning I'm going to get that awful oh that dreaded horrible spreadsheet done so all the notifications are switched off on your computer you sit at your machine you start it you get a dopamine hit by achieving that once if we I've said it before uh, in terms of that book eat your frog if you get that horrible job the much dreaded hideous negative job out of the way first you get a real dopamine hit you tick it off your list you feel you're on a roll you feel yes got that out of the way and it's only nine o'clock you feel great that is the dopamine release you will then achieve so much more in that day than had you avoided it all day and done it at about quarter to 6 when it really had to go now and there was a sense of need um you've you've drained your energy all day by avoiding it and avoiding it and pushing it out of your mind pushing it out of your mind even though it keeps back knocking on your brain uh reminding you so um this is why star charts work with children this is why positive reinforcement work when training dogs and animals um, you know when you when they're training dolphins and things like that not that I agree with any of that I don't at all but when they're training animals to perform in whatever way or dogs to to you know when we're training as dog owners our dogs to, to come when we call them or sit or whatever it is it's all through positive reinforcement um, that I was just saying at the weekend how our young new new one, our new Spaniel, uh, I think she's nine months now, coming up for ten months. She is such a little pleaser. She just loves pleasing you. That's all she wants to do is to be told that she's a really good girl and have loads of tummy rubs and things like that. that her big drive in life is to please you. Um, and she just gets little dopamine hits all the time when she's told she's a good girl and lots of play and things like that. And we're so like that. We like feedback or we like a sense of achievement. Or if we, I would highly recommend doing a to-do list and actually physically ticking them off because we get a little dopamine hit each time we see ourselves tick those things off. Um, so. Now, in order to keep our uh, habits going as well, we need willpower. So um, we've decided what our new habit's gonna be. We've decided which ones we're going, our old habits we're going to replace or get rid of, um, and things like that. So we know what we're working towards, and you may be halfway through the month of dry January or something like that. Now, I think we start off with um, a big old bucket of um, self-will, something like that, uh, willpower, whatever you want to call it. Um, we have all that energy and all that motivation towards those new habits, towards those new, um, new behaviors. We want them to become automatic behaviors. Um, so we have lots and lots of motivation that's why we're doing them because we watched a documentary about the benefits of plant-based diet or the benefits of exercise or we've seen a photo of ourselves and we really want to just change our body image we've got lots and lots of motivation but we need willpower while we're going through that kind of period of time where we're in between gaining new habits and losing familiar and even though they may be negative it's familiar and therefore comfortable because we know it. We, it's that trodden path. That's where our brain wants to go, across that trodden path, neural network, because it, it's, it's comfortable in terms of familiarity. Um, so we need some strong willpower. Now, um, there's lots of research about willpower and it is believed, scientifically proven, uh, generally that willpower can be learned and can be grown, it can be enhanced, it's like a muscle. You can work it and get better at it, you can get stronger willpower by exercising it. Now lots and lots of people say this to me, well I just have, poor, I have low willpower, I've got no willpower, that's one I hear a lot. And of course we've given ourselves that permission, we've just labelled ourselves, well I've got no willpower, it's all right for you, you've got really strong willpower. I haven't. But, but we've accepted that, we've set it in stone as if there's nothing we can do about it, but there absolutely is. Um, so maybe, not just are we working on our new habits, we also need to work on building our willpower. Um, it is, it's said, well, I saw a quote, um, willpower makes all the difference in the world. It's what stands behind most successful stories. It is what helps us forge new habits and what keeps us on our chosen course. Um, it's almost a superpower. That's what I read somewhere, that if there were one superpower that uh, this writer could choose, it would be real strong willpower because it's the difference between success or non-success. Because if you give up, of course, you can't succeed. If you stick with something, there's a huge amount of chance that you can succeed. And the difference is willpower now if you're telling yourself right at the beginning i've got no willpower you've already said well i can give up and eat those chocolates or i can give up and put my kit away uh, not to come out until next january gyms work on this basis that people have got low willpower um pre-covid that was um they built it into their business models um they would build in the fact that x Number of hundreds or thousands of people would sign up in January. January 1st, must get fit, must get fit, must lose all that Christmas weight. I'm on a new health kick. Would sign up, pay their big membership fee, probably go for a couple of weeks or two, and then wane away, and then they'd go again. They built that into their business model in terms of capacity and how many people they could physically allow for health and safety, etc., etc., into their buildings. They knew that. a large chunk, they know statistically what that chunk is, what that figure is, won't turn up after X number of weeks. So they've got their money, made, made their um, profit, and they know there isn't an issue with capacity. Because they're working on the basis that most of us have got little willpower, but we can change it. Um, we just need to work on it. It is a muscle. And... I love this, I saw this, that it's like a bucket. We've got a bucket of willpower at the beginning. So January the 1st comes and we feel really motivated. I'm not having any alcohol, I'm fed up that. I've drunk far too much over Christmas. And when I do dry January, and I do it most years, I'm really, really ready for dry January, actually. Um, feel yucky unwell I've drunk too much for too long over Christmas period and actually it doesn't do my stomach any good because I suffer a lot uh, with sore stomach lining and actually physically I'm ready and mentally to give up uh, for a month and just get rid of the soreness that it creates for me Um, so my bucket of willpower is at a maximum um, if you've been feeling stodgy and lethargic, and you've been trapped inside, and you're ready to to get back to work, or you're ready to get to the gym, or whatever, in January you think, "Oh, I'm glad Christmas is out of the way. Let's let's hit the ground running." If you feel really motivated, you've got a full bucket of willpower, but that bucket can be leaky. We can it can drain out of the bot- bottom, and it may almost certainly may not remain as high and as full as it was on day one for any new habit of giving up smoking whatever it is you start off strong you start with a full bucket each morning we wake with a full bucket you know it's going to be a good day today quite often unless of course you've had a little sleep now sleep is a big factor actually to keeping that bucket full that's one thing also stress stress The more stressed you are, the weaker and leakier that bucket. And you will find yourself, if you've had a really stressful time, you're really low, uh, things have been draining you and you're having a difficult time, then you're going to find it hard to resist those biscuits. Or you're going to find it hard to resist the wine in the fridge that's still there or the cigarettes that's still in the back of your bag or whatever it is. What you're trying to avoid, you are going to really struggle with at times of stress so if you want your willpower to grow and your success in these new habits to grow and increase you need to be also doing stress management you need to be aware of that while you're going through the period of time of learning these new behaviors so that they become automatic and habitual you need to be aware beforehand of managing your stress and sleep and nutrition because the, the more we're sleeping the less stressed we are and the better we're uh, feeding our brain and our bodies, the stronger and better and well and healthy we are in order to be staying on track with these new things. If we're tired and sleep deprived, if we're stressed and at a maximum, uh, if we're eating poorly and things, then our strength and our resistance and our resilience and our willpower are all going to leak from that bucket. So, we actually have to look after ourselves and our well being in order to maintain that willpower. The other thing that um, we've got to think about as well us humans, particularly these days, I think, especially the younger generation, are getting so used to immediate gratification partly because of Amazon and Prime and everything comes just the next day straight away. Youngsters don't understand what it's like to have to save up for something. We can put it straight on credit card. We used to say, my mum never ever used credit in any way at all. She would only ever buy anything with cash if she could afford it. We would only get new school shoes if she actually physically had the cash in her hands. Or uh, she, I was telling my husband the other day, she used to have little brown envelopes like little wage packet, those old brown wage packet envelopes around the place, and she'd put some money in that one for the electricity bill, money in that one for the, I don't know, uh, the insurance man that used to come round. What was that about? I don't really know. (laughs) Um, And... Or, you know, uh, new school shoes. It was summer holidays. We all needed new school shoes. She would put money aside each week as um, my dad's wages came in, apportion it into little envelopes, and that was it. And if she didn't have the money, we didn't have whatever it was. Um, so, But now, of course... We can all just go out and put it on the credit card and think about that later and worry about that at some other time. Or we can just order it on Amazon. It'll be here tomorrow. No need to wait. Or, um, oh, there's a new film coming out. Can't wait for that new film. Hmm, don't have to wait. We can now download it. Even when we start watching um, a series on the TV, we can automatically, some of the time, just stream the whole lot back to back to back and watch the whole lot we don't even have to wait for a week in between and get excited and look forward to it um like we used to i mean that was some of the excitement actually talking about it in the office the next day did you watch so and so last night oh i hope this doesn't i wonder if that and i think it's this person and whatever you had a week in between now i know that makes me sound really old i admit that um but this younger generation is getting used to immediate gratification now, I was reading uh, one of the biggest studies in willpower um, is called the Stamford Marshmallow Test. Um, Walter um, Michelle did um, a study on this years ago, actually, and it's one of the most renowned studies in um, terms of willpower. Um, and what they did, they got children uh, who were asked to choose between getting a sweet, well, a marshmallow, actually, now straight away or they could have double portion if they waited for 15 minutes so it was either now immediate gratification but you get less uh, of the treat or you get double the treat two, two marshmallows in 15 minutes now um, they noticed and they believed that the kids who managed to delay gratification and get double marshmallows had much higher willpower which is an obvious conclusion. However, the study didn't just stop there. They went on and studied them later on in years to come, knowing which ones were strong willpower, i.e. they were prepared to wait for the um, uh, delayed gratification compared to those that wanted it straight away. And they found that those that could wait, those that can control themselves and uh, have delayed gratification, did so much better on so many elements compared to those that um, couldn't. They wanted it straight away. Um, So the young participants of the marshmallow test were actually subject to long-term evaluation and over the course of years it turned out that those who were able to to delay gratification as kids had better life outcomes as adults. Life success was measured in terms of education, performance at work, health and other metrics as well. So early on they could already detect signs of strong willpower and that played out into so many areas of their life later on and as I've said you can grow willpower or if you're a parent and you've got children you can foster this with your children instead of us and I'm a parent and watch the kids all the time they've got to have it now they've got to have it now um got to just download it right now and it's right there at their fingertips immediately and maybe that's not a great thing maybe teaching them and and holding things back or encouraging them to wait a little bit um, is a really good life lesson um, and you know we can, we can work towards that as parents and encourage that can't we um, and maybe even do those similar things with our kids if you've got young kids try it with the marshmallow approach see if they'll wait for the double portion for 15 minutes um, <laughs> Makes me, sound, makes me sound like a, a psychologist using your children as uh, subjects. I wouldn't obviously encourage that, but it might be a good lesson to teach them. Um, so we can train our willpower, we've got to exercise it, we've got to A, accept that we can grow it, that's one thing, don't, don't tell yourself you've got low willpower, if you do say that to yourself, then tell yourself you are now working on growing your willpower, it's something you're focusing on, and accept growth mindset that it's a yet another thing that is not fixed and you can work on it. And like other muscles, when you overwork it, your muscle gets tired. So you also need time to recover. So if you are working on uh, self-discipline and willpower, you need time in between to relax and relax that willpower muscle. Um, So that, you know, you can take care of yourself and then you can test yourself again. So if it's your fitness regime that you're trying to learn or something like that, like I said, with the alarm clock across the room and your kit in between, perhaps don't push it too hard. The trick is with all new activities, new um, uh, exercises and keep fit and things, it's not to go gung-ho and really... a massive workout plan it's to do a little bit often small daily exercises um with as we said with rewards because as kids we get star charts and treats and the odd sweet to say well done job well done dogs get the odd biscuit when they're doing really well little treats when you're training them but what do we as adults get and this is another thing this feel good dopamine release we don't actually proactively look at that we, we get it when we get lots of likes on social media or followers or um, the boss gives you feedback or whatever it is But we're not consciously bringing that in ourselves. So perhaps we need to do the equivalent of the star chart or the dog treats or whatever. When we know we've done really well on whatever our new goals are, and we've stuck with it with willpower, we need to bring in our own rewards so that we get our own dopamine releases. Um, And they need to be good ones that would inspire you. You know what your um, re-motivators and your rewards are. Could it be that you have 10 minutes sitting uh, in your favorite spot reading a chapter of your book could it be that you have 15 minutes downtime watching some comedy or with the kids or on a uh, zoom chat with a friend or a hot soak in the bath or whatever your treats are you need to be consciously thinking i did really well with my willpower today i really really tested my willpower stuck to task so i got i ate the frog and got that spreadsheet done work first then i was on a roll i got loads done today so now i'm giving myself a reward to to congratulate myself job done i'm having half an hour um whatever that is Um, out on the bike if that's your thing or just sitting with the the kids or whatever your thing is you need to consciously build that in and celebrate your successes as you would a child well done you did really really well today i'm dead proud of you um i said you could have half an hour on the xbox if you did that so well done really proud you can go and play on the xbox now whatever it is we've got to celebrate our successes we've got to give ourselves those dopamine releases breaks in between to relax that willpower muscle, praise yourselves, um, and reward yourselves. Um, So, each day, see your bucket as refilled. Yesterday, you might have been tired. Yesterday, you might have been stressed. But today, new day. First thing in the morning, when you wake up in the morning, right, I've got a full bucket of willpower. I'm going to keep it strong. I'm going to nurture it, look after it, give it rewards, etc. So don't see yourself, if you fall off the wagon and you have a glass of wine or you don't go to the gym or don't do your run or whatever it is, that don't write it all off. Don't write off all your past successes because of one blip just see it as one day, I had a really leaky bucket, it was a hard, difficult day, see the next day, it's been replenished, renewed, Um, do things to make it stronger, do things to fill your willpower bucket, and see it as a daily thing, give yourself bite-sized goals, not overwhelming goals and overstretching goals, celebrate your successes, give yourself your own dopamine hit, Um, stay strong with good sleep stay strong with um minimizing your stress develop your own reward system Um, and celebrate those successes and and manage your stress so uh, but more than anything just know that you can build your willpower that you are working on your world power um, and it gets stronger the more regularly you use it you can train your world power with small things like just make your bed every morning or choose an apple at 10 30 o'clock when you're beginning to get that mid-morning hunger before lunch go for an apple rather than a few biscuits or a bag of crisps start small um and you know literally if it's that just think right no biscuits it's an apple every day and willpower is one of the best tools you can use to resist distraction and boost productivity apparently i've just read that so it's a great tool to have in your toolkit so it's worth working on it's worth strengthening so if nothing else this week between now and when we next speak Decide that willpower, keep using that word, bring it into your language, bring it into your mindset. For the rest of the work, I'm building my willpower. I'm building my muscle of willpower. I'm filling up the bucket of willpower. Whatever you want to say, or your tank, you're filling up your tank of willpower. Know that it's, it it peaks and it troughs. It, it, um, you have it high and low amounts. You can work it to your favor. Um, so don't give in to that label that you've been giving yourself okay so that's your um, idea for the week and your focus for the week build on it I will continue to build on it too and I will talk to you I hope that's been helpful please do drop me a line dawn at milestone coaching.co.uk if you've got any comments at all or questions or subjects that you would like me to cover if not I wish you a really strong, focused and determined week. And I will speak to you on next week's episode of Life Coaching on the Move.